Blog Talk Radio. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. The BDPAI Radio Show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil. Technical advice by John Melanson. Sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. Well, welcome everyone to BDPAI Radio. Tonight is December 13th, and we have three terrific guests on our show. Our first guest will be Greg Greenlee, founder of Blacks in Technology. Our second guest is Teresa Williams, vice president of BDPA South Region. And our third guest is Kirk Williams, vice president of strategy and planning from BDPA Los Angeles. Well, we're going to get started shortly, but before we do, let's pause for a brief commercial break, and then we'll be back with Greg. BDPA is the premier organization for people of African-American descent in the information technology industry. BDPA exists to advance the careers of African-Americans in the IT industry from the classroom to the boardroom. You can find BDPA on group site, Twitter, and Facebook. Well, welcome back. Greg, how are you this evening? I'm doing well, Fran. Thanks for thanks for having me on the show tonight. Appreciate it. Oh, oh sure. Our pleasure. Now, Greg, as I read uh, your bio, I understand that you are founder of Blacks in Technology. And what's really exciting is that your organization is devoted to helping to encourage and promote careers in technology to African Americans everywhere. And your tagline is changing mine one bit at a time. Uh, just before we start in with um, some of the sort of BDPA related questions, tell uh-huh. us a little bit more why you founded Blacks in Technology. What what inspired you to, to start that? Uh, well, and real quick, we, we kind of um, Switched around the uh, the tagline a little bit. Uh, it, uh, we still, you know, kind of say um, changing minds one bit at a time, but we also um, throw in there bringing unity to the Black IT community. Uh, and the the reason why uh, I began the site is um, I'm a a technologist at heart, uh, meaning you know I'm I'm the guy that likes to to be in the, in the data center around the servers and, you know, uh, quote-unquote hacking around in the operating system, trying to figure out how things work, putting networks together. And uh, so I would attend a lot of um, a lot of technology-related conferences, a lot of security uh, uh, conferences um, or what they might call hacking conferences. And just the the, the low level of participation and attendance by uh, by Black Techs um, at some of these conferences, uh, not only attending but but speaking. And um, I just thought that um, you know I, I've seen how other communities band together uh, to form these uh, outlets so that they can learn and 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 uh, and pursue career in technology. And, and that's uh, something that I wanted to do for the Black community. Wow, so you took something that was an interest and a hobby and said, look for, look to create a community out of that. 
Yeah, um, simply because, you know, I, I feel that uh, when it all boils down to it, uh, the community is, is almost like the strongest bond uh, amongst people, um, you know, because within communities you have education, uh, you have services, uh, you have families and friends and and uh, and things of that nature. And, and so I wanted to take that concept and apply it uh, to uh, the career of technology so that, uh, you know, our, uh, uh, you know, so that black people can have a place that they can come to and that they can share knowledge, share experiences, uh, as well as, uh, you know, pick up knowledge and pick up, you know, things from other, from other black techies. Well, well, you're certainly, your mission and vision is very, very consistent with BDPA. And so it's almost a, a natural question in my mind in terms of what attracted you to BDPA and, and how did you originally get involved? Um, I actually got involved um, a, a couple of years ago, uh, met Wayne Hicks, uh, here uh, in Cincinnati, uh, actually, when I first started the site, and uh, met Wayne Hicks for breakfast, and uh, just to kind of, uh, I, I kind of heard of BDPA, but I, I never attended uh, any meetings or anything like that. Um, so it was it was more of a um, get more acquainted type of uh, breakfast meeting, and uh, you know, just trading ideas uh, on how we can uh, maybe able to collaborate in the future. And um, it, the thing that really attracted me to BDPA is, you know, just the ability to be able to uh, connect with other organizations and connect with like-minded, you know, people as well uh, to f ultimately, you know, kind of form an ecosystem uh, for, uh, for our, you know, kind of crusade, I, I want to say, uh, because we, we're all uh, wanting to do and, and, and achieve the same things, which is help. Uh, blacks move, you know, into technology careers or move up in their career uh, in technology. Mm. I, yes, I, I mean, I really agree. And that's, uh, that is the beauty. Wayne is a perfect example of someone who um, is determined not to keep EDPA the world's best-kept secret. And so as he regularly meets people, looks at the Internet, checks out blogs, um, if he finds someone who uh, kind of shares that same vision, uh, he definitely reaches out. And so many of our BDPA leaders do that. So I'm glad that you're part of the BDPA family. And uh, I'm going to repeat your tagline, that tagline of bringing unity to the black IT community. Not only does it have that uh, ring and rhyme, um, and, it, and it totally makes sense. So... In terms of encouraging and promoting careers in technology to African Americans everywhere, I mean, everywhere mm -hmm. is a very, very broad. So one of the questions that I have is, if you knew then what you know now, what advice or counsel would you give to individuals that want to pursue a career in IT? Um, I think one of the biggest things is, A, a um, get with an organization like BDPA or like Blacks in Technology. 
because there's a lot of information, a lot of connections that can be made, um, and um, uh, people there that can they can mentor. Uh, it's one of the you know biggest keys to me is uh, it's being able to to help another person uh, either you know through giving them some type of knowledge or advice or or whatever. Um, so I would say, you know, definitely try to get involved with, with uh, one of the uh, or both organizations. I think both organizations have, uh, you know, different things to offer. Uh, but you know, moving towards that that one ultimate goal. Um, and I think an, another thing would be if if you are if you really want to pursue a career in in, in technology, you have to show some some self uh, self initiative uh, to go out and and learn some of this. Uh, you know, pick up a book, um, you know, try to, you know, build a home lab uh, if you can. Uh, if not, then, you know, try to use the resources that you have available. Uh, there's libraries, uh, you know, there's all types of information out there on the, on, on the Internet. Uh, so I, I just think that, you know, just having it, that initiative uh, and, and really having that passion and, and not just not just learning um, the surface knowledge, really, really dig deep into uh, some of these technologies to find out how this technology works so that you can have a, 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 a great foundation on, on which to build upon. Mm, uh, and that's that comment, the, the digging deep and, and creating that foundation. Um, now, that's important for professionals and folks that want to really excel in the profession what about students? How how do they get into the mix? Um, and how can your organization, and you can talk a little bit about that, as well as BDPA, really help students build their knowledge and be part of the sharing of the knowledge? Um, well, I mean, of course, the biggest thing is to first join the organizations, uh, like I said before. Uh, but the, the things that I see that, that, that we have to offer, as well as uh, BDPA, is just uh, that network of, of you know, professional uh, technologists, pretty much. Uh, if you go to our site, the good thing about uh, our, our site is that, you know, there's um, a, a lot of members from uh, different disciplines and a different range of um, tiers in, in their career. So we have anybody from, you know, help desk people uh, who are members to IT directors. Uh, so we have that, you know, that, that broad range of, uh, of tech, technologists there. You know, it, any question that you can come up with, I'm pretty sure that there's anybody on our, on our site that can answer. I mean, we've got electrical engineers, mechanical engineers, bio, uh, biomedical engineers, you know, all types of people that, that come to our site. And, and the most active part of our site at this moment is our forums. And our forums, and we, you know, we go out there and we, we talk about anything technology-related. Uh, and for, for somebody, you know, who's young and, and wants to learn, uh, all, all it takes is to come out, you know, go to the site and just ask a question. You know, if there's something that, you know, you're stomped on or don't have a clue about, we don't, you know, do what they call flame people, which means we don't, you know, badmouth anybody because no, I no, uh, no question to us is a dumb question. So come there, ask questions. Uh, there's a podcast uh, that we do as well, audio podcast with other black 
technology professionals. We have uh, online tutorials um, through either videos or through, you know, step-by-step uh, -step tutorials. And, uh, I mean, and we look to, towards adding a lot more uh, content to the site. Wow, wow. So really, you know, the professionals that are passionate and self-motivated, your site allows people to really continue to pursue information and be part of a community by just asking a question. That's literally all it takes to be involved. Now, yes. what moving forward, what do you what's in the future for your organization Blacks in Technology? And how might um BDPA members be part of that future? Well, really, what we're our, our um, I think our biggest focus is to uh, enrich our, our site with more more uh, technology content, um, such as tutorials, uh, such as videos. Um, I think you know I want videos to play a huge part uh, in in the whole scheme of things because uh, I think what a, a lot of our younger kids need to see is. Um, people that look like them, talk like them, walk like them, actually involved in the technology. And, um, you know, I think we need to control the images that we that we put out there uh, for our kids to see because if they don't ever see it, then they won't ever, ever be able to realize that they can actually achieve this. So um, videos is, is definitely one of the things that I'm, I'm, I'm pushing towards as well as um, – you know, other content such as uh, articles, uh, tech, technology articles, um, you know, more specific to different disciplines. So, you know, we're going to have somebody writing about, you know, programming, and we're going to have somebody writing about, you know, virtualization and cloud computing, and we're going to have somebody writing about, you know, virtualization and uh, all these different disciplines, security. Uh, so we, the, the main, one of the main things is to keep it real, real techie, and I think that, you know, once, once, you know, people are coming to our site, they can see that our site is real content enriched. Mm, wow, that that certainly um, will create some opportunities for BDPA members. I know that between BDPA Today and the different BDPA blogs, um, some of the face group, Facebook groups and LinkedIn um, groups, there are, we have a lot of expertise within our organization. And as you were speaking, I was thinking also that with the um, youth conference, technology conference, and the high school computer competition, there even may be some opportunities for some of the high school students as well as college students to think about um, what expertise they have and how they can share that. So uh, that's really great that there are some opportunities um, within your future that can connect with BDPA folks. So, yeah, Greg, definitely. the interviewing time is unfortunately fairly short, and I know no that you mentioned your, your site. Oh, no, this is very exciting. I'm getting some text in from people that are actually saying, Greg mentioned your site, and what is the site? Um, because I, I recognize that it uh, folks may not know that, so I'm going to have you give your website so that people okay. can jot that down or click right into it. Okay. Um, the, the website is uh, www.blacksintechnology.net. 
Uh, that's the URL. Uh, you can uh, follow us on Twitter. Um, it's at Black in Technology, and that's B-L-K-T-E-C-H-N-O-L-O-G-Y. Uh, there's also a LinkedIn group under Blacks in Technology. You can search for that. And uh, also a Facebook page for, for Blacks in Technology. Um, and if you want to contact us through email, uh, the email address is actually contact us at blacksintechnology.net. Okay, so Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and a website. And the website, the only thing for people to note is that it's blacksintechnology.net. So in the the remaining minute or so, Greg, what Uh would you like to leave our audience with in terms of some final thoughts? Um, Final thoughts? Uh, definitely seek out, uh, you know, a BDPA chapter in your city or nearby um, to go and join. Definitely help out on that front. Uh, definitely check out the, the Blacks and Technology website. Uh, if you're passionate about technology, there's a wider range of uh, technologies out there. Uh, it's not just programming. It's not just startups. Uh, there's there's everything, storage administrators, network administrators, engineering. Uh, there's a wide range, and we, and, uh, we talk about, everything pretty much technology related uh on blacks and technology dot uh, net. So uh those are basically the the last things I wanna say. Definitely, you know, go join your local BDPA chapter and uh definitely check us out at Blacks and Technology dot net. And thanks thanks a lot wow. for having me. Appreciate it. Oh, sure. Thank you, Greg. Thanks for uh joining us tonight. Thanks again for taking the initiative yourself in following something that you are passionate about, creating an organization, creating a forum, and founding Blacks in Technology so that you can help bring unity to the Black IT community. Oh, thank you. Coming up next, um, we will go right into our interview with Teresa Williams. And um, Teresa is the Vice President of BDPA South Region. She is joining us and she'll be talking a little bit about her organization. Now, I want to just provide a little bit of backdrop here. National BDPA is going to be transitioning into a regional governance model. And some of our guests throughout the last few months have um, identified their roles. Teresa is the first ever South Region Vice President. Now, she brings 20 years of information technology and professional experience, including the implementation and management of business software solutions. Now, what's exciting is that she's worked in various industries as a programmer, a land administrator, an applications manager, and a project manager. And she has served as the BDPA Atlanta chapter president in 2008 through 2009. The Atlanta chapter had remarkable growth in terms of membership and programs under Teresa's leadership. And so we're really um, here to ask Teresa some questions and get a sense of the vision that she has for the South Region. So welcome, Teresa. How are you doing tonight? I'm great. Thank you. Oh, thanks again for being on the show. Now, 
I often ask this question, so this time I'm going to start with it uh, first for you. And the question is, what attracted you to BDPA? And, you know, why and what what keeps you involved in BDPA at a very active leadership role? Well, that's a good question. I'm glad we're opening up with that question because it made me think back. Um, When I joined BDPA, I was employed as an IT manager with Delta Technology, and um, one of our uh, senior directors at Delta Technology, Alonzo Howe, he was very active um, in BDPA at one time, and at the time that I worked with him, he was a member of the ITSMS group. But he was still a big supporter of BDPA, and he felt that it was important to expose um, the, the black professionals at Delta to BDPA. So he basically um, gently encouraged a few of us to join with the support of Delta Technology. They paid our membership dues. I joined, in the first year I joined, I attended a few meetings, but meetings, but I wasn't really hooked. Um, what hooked me was when I attended the BDPA National Leadership Conference in Detroit. And uh, that's when I really saw the big picture and um, I caught the bug. <laughs> you know, I was blown away with the professionalism of the BDPA members as well as their corporate sponsors. Uh, it was really clear to me that the impact that BDPA had on the community at large, um, the seminars, the career fair, the awards banquet, they were all first-class events, and I really was hooked. It gave me an opportunity to network with corporate leaders and senior IT professionals, Um, but what really was the clincher was to see um, the pride and the excitement in the young people's eyes when um, they were competing and then at the awards banquet when they were waiting anxiously to hear, you know, what chapters won, the top honor. You couldn't help but be very happy for them. And that's what motivated me to take a leadership role in the Atlanta chapter. I wanted, at the time, we didn't have a team from Atlanta. We we had competed, competed before, but um, we didn't bring a team that year to Detroit. And I and I went back home and I said, we have got to take some young people to the conference next year. And um, lo and behold, next thing I knew, I was chapter president. And so uh. it gave me an opportunity. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes if you, you open your mouth, you end up getting it, getting the job, you know. <laughs> but um it gave me an opportunity to really get involved with the chapter and with the young people. And um, and, and today, after I was actually chapter president for three years, and um, uh, and then I went on to serve as the immediate past president and now in this role. But um, I stay involved with BDPA because it's something that, uh, it's you know, you really can see how what impact we have on the community especially the future generation, and it's very unique as far as an organization goes that they put so much time and energy and love and passion, not so much in their current um, careers, because not that we all don't need professional growth, but we do both. You know, while we're trying to help each other as peers grow in our, our careers, 
it's also very comforting to reach a hand back and know that you've touched the young person's life and that you may have changed the cor- their uh, direction of course. Uh, we've had students that maybe were toying with going to college, but after going through our training program and they see the scholarships that they can earn, they actually do attend college or they'll change a career path because they they really understand the impact that technology has on everyone's life, no matter what career you're in. Plus, it doesn't hurt that uh, they realize that you can make some really good money in the IT field. And so in a lot of our students, we've had several that have gone through our HSSC program. They're in college, and they actually come back every year to support the, t- the new students that join our our team. So they're staying involved. We keep them connected. We communicate with them, and we encourage them to stay connected to BDPS. Wow. So you have impact and results. You have relationships, and and you opened up with really there's this community of members and sponsors and leaders and students, so um, there's a lot of learning and sharing going on. That is is really powerful. It's really powerful. So given the rich history that you have, the personal connections and the ability to see how BDPA makes a difference for people, what's your vision in this new role? that really hasn't been defined. I mean, on on paper there are responsibilities, but what do you see for the South region in your vice president role? Um, Thanks for asking, Fran. Yeah, you're right. The the regional structure is new to BDPA, Um, and it's going to take some time, but one of the exciting um, prospects for me is that it is new. And so it gives us an opportunity to kind of um, form, you know, form the structure as we go. And I like to build. I like to create. And I envision. And I've been a part of other organizations that were regionally based. So I have an ideal on how well they work and what the challenges are for and in certain aspects. But I, you know, I, I envision the first year is going to be a year of some clarification and some understanding, quite a bit of lessons learned, hopefully. But one of my goals is to encourage the chapter presidents to form a community within the South region where they can feel free to communicate freely and frequently with each other. That, I felt, was the benefit of being on the National Board of Directors is because you did have an opportunity to meet with the other chapter presidents at least quarterly. And... You were able to bounce ideals off each other. You were able to pick up creative ways to motivate your chapter membership or to get sponsorships. And so I don't want to lose that connection that they have with each other. So we will be having monthly conference calls. I'm going to encourage face-to-face meetings wherever possible. And for them to work together and share their accomplishments and lessons learned. Uh, with the new regional structure, the chapter presidents, I feel, will they'll be able to focus 100% of their time on the success of their chapter without the additional um, time and financial burden and commitment of serving on the National Board of Directors. 
So their primary focus will be keeping their chapters up and running, um, building the future leaders within their chapters, as well as building partnerships with sponsorship sponsors. All along the way, having the support of myself and Mike Williams, who is the South Region um, Director. Uh, the first step we're going to do the first of the year is we'll start the process with working with the chapter leadership team to ensure that we clearly communicate what the national BDPA vision and strategy is for 2012, and then work closely with each chapter to help align their goals and objectives to the national goals and objectives so that we're all working toward a common goal and common ground. And, um, you know, we all know with any organization like BDPA or membership uh, retention is, a, is an issue. Um, bringing in new members doesn't seem to be as difficult at times, but keeping the members engaged can be a, a challenge. And so we're going to focus on um, helping the chapters that are struggling and as well as helping chapters that currently are doing well to make sure that they stay healthy and that they're providing um, informative and educational programs and options for increasing their chapter sponsorships and partnerships in the community. That's going to be um, a full-time job, I think, for the next two years. Right, right. And so it is a, a two-year commitment slash opportunity. Uh, we can view yes. it <laughs> yes. So it gives you an opportunity to, as you said, um, get those lessons learned and then adapt and modify based on what you're what you're learning. That's exactly. great. Now, earlier when I was uh, doing a bird's eye view of your bio. Um, I mentioned to the audience that you have over 20 years of experience um, in the IT industry. And I was hoping that you might take from your experiences and maybe highlight um, a challenge and a reward uh, of, of that experience and then kind of pull out some advice that you would give for people who are Let's focus on that retention concept. They're in the IT field, and given the changes, they're now saying, hmm, should I get out? You know, there might not have been as much money as there was before. Or there may be more competition. So, again, if you could step back and, and identify a challenge um, that you had and you overcame, and then one, you know, one memory or one moment that really was rewarding for you within your career, and based on that, share some advice. Okay, yeah. I think one of the biggest challenges for me personally in, in the IT field has been keeping up with technology and staying market ready um, because it's changing so quickly and there's so much um, that is now touched by technology. That's a big challenge. BDPA, on the other hand, has really helped me um, keep my skills sharp, not maybe so much my technical skills, but it really has helped me sharpen my soft skills so that you can be an IT leader in this field today. And any new emerging technologies that I want to know a little bit more about, 
All I have to do is, you know, basically request that maybe we find a speaker on that topic, and it's an opportunity to to network and and um, hear from industry leaders in that area of, of interest. Um, one of the rewards, my I've had many rewards um, in, over the last twenty plus years in technology, and it's hard to pinpoint one. But one of my most recent one was. Um, earning my PMP certification uh, three years ago. That was something I'd always wanted to do. Thank you. And, of course, again, it was BDPA's help that I was able to pass that exam because I enrolled in um, BDPA's um, PMI exam program to prepare me to take the exam that they offer through Auburn University. And right. as far as advice for professionals in the field, um, the one big advice I would give, um, and I do still today because I teach part-time, I teach a uh, technology class at a local college here, is that you really have to make sure, along with your technology skills, that you keep or you build or you gain your interpersonal skills. You want to be someone that others want to work with. You can be... Um, top-notch technologist. But if no one wants to work with you, then it's going to be very difficult to find an opportunity in this field. And you want to keep and grow your personal and professional network. Um, That's very important. Don't wait until you need to network. Get involved in BDPA while you're currently happily employed or have your own business because one, undoubtedly, you will along the way be looking for a new opportunity or a a career change, and you're going to need to be connected. And um, it's very hard to get connected when you're out there in the field. You want to do it before you need it. Mm, Wow, great, great advice. And, you know, it's interesting. We do focus so much on technology, and the people skills are absolutely critical. Um, it's, it's the inner, it's it's the connection. So, mm-hmm. wow, Teresa, you've, um, I love your energy level. You're just, <laughs> Thank uh, you. It, it's just exciting. It's exciting to hear you, and I can hear the passion and the commitment, and I almost feel that I'm being redundant, and so I'm going to ask, but as you wrap up, as you think about what, you know, a final thought for the audience, what, what would that be? Because you, you've given us lots of gems along the way. Um, well, a final thought would be, you know, um, you know, look, get excited, get involved, join BDPA. Yeah, when you when you join BDPA, don't don't be afraid to volunteer. Don't wait to be asked. If you see that there's a need or you have a skill set or or a connection, then just jump in and get involved, network, and let others know what your skills are and what your interests are. Uh, with with any type of, of organization, volunteer organization such as BDPA, we rely on folks that have the energy and the passion to want to serve. Because without that servant mentality, then you normally will not see the reward of being an organization such as BDPA because that's our core. 
we you know we love to help others we and along the way as you're serving and working with other professionals and the young people lo and behold you get a lot of blessings in return my last two career changes have been a result of my network and connections within BDPA uh, and that you know you, it doesn't get much better than that Wow, that is definitely a cliffhanger. Um, <laughs> I, I want to call you back and say, okay, so tell us more about that. So <laughs> I guess after president in the South region will be able to, to uh, ask that on your next conference call in January. <laughs> It's 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 a it's a wonderful story, and I will be happy to share that on another call. Oh, that is wonderful. Well, Teresa, thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your story and definitely bringing to life and and light the BDPA philosophy and how it's practiced. Um, and I really look forward to hearing about the success stories that come out of the, the South region over the next few months and years. So thank you so much, and have a great holiday season. Thank you. You too, Fran. Thanks. Well, we're going to take a brief break. Uh, we're going to hear a little bit about BETF, and then when we come back, we're going to be speaking with Kirk Williams. The BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, a nonprofit organization that exists for the sole purpose of funding BDPA programs, scholarships, and services around the nation. Follow us on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash BDPA Foundation, or Twitter, www.twitter.com forward slash BDPA. Well, welcome back, and joining me now is our third guest for the evening, Kirk Williams. Kirk, Hi, how friend. are you doing today? Good, how are you? Hi. Oh, great, great. Now, Kirk, I'm going to just take a moment and share with the audience a little bit about your bio. Okay. Um, they may not know that you're a management consultant, and you bring strong business, analytical, and operational skills and a deep expertise in helping organizations execute their business strategies to deliver expected results. And I know that that sounds like a mouthful. And when we think about our last, our first two guests, um, in terms of uh, Greg and uh, Blacks in Technology and Teresa in terms of the leadership roles within BDPA, both of them identified, you know, it's about the technology and it's also about the people. It's about the relationships. It's about the results. And, the, yeah, the, the fact that you're focused on strategy, business, and teams um, is, is what helps you be really strong as a management consultant. Now, one of the things that caught my eye here is that You've worked in different industries, um, and I know that when Greg was talking, he said that in his organization, there are technologists from a variety of perspectives, and your industries include banking, high technology, communications, and insurance. And so 
what you're doing from a volunteer perspective is you're now using your business experience to support BDPA Los Angeles as their VP of strategy and planning. So I first want to ask, how did you get involved with BDPA? How did you hear of BDPA? And, you know, what was the path from first getting involved to now being the VP of strategy and planning? Absolutely, and that's a great question. Um, believe it or not, I actually was involved with BDPA in high school. Uh, so back in 1997, I was involved with the high school computer program. Um, it wasn't it wasn't called HSCC back then, but it was the exact similar program, uh, much more in its infancy. And um, it was a year, six month to eight month long program where you learn about new technologies and everything else. Uh, so all through high school, I participated in this program, learning learning new technologies, learning why it's important, and um, really gaining that expertise. And you know, throughout that experience in high school, what one of the things that I got most out of it was just the the strong leaders of the actual organization and really their willingness uh, to help. And really helps and really help ensure that I'm being successful in what I'm doing, not just from a BDPA standpoint, but in school and scholarships, um, and graduating high school as well. Um, I reengaged with BDPA probably about two years ago, and uh, John Melanson, who's the president of the LA chapter, uh, we've we had crossed paths several times um, through various different social events and everything else. And we talked one day about um, the organization, the L.A. chapter, and where he was trying to take it. And uh, he was looking for new ideas, new new avenues to take the organization and really build it from the base where it was at now. And uh, he asked me to engage as a VP of strategy, and I accepted the offer from that standpoint. So it's been about uh, two years, two years to date, that I've been back reengaged. Yeah. I I like that term. I know it's a corporate term. Um and and I really like it reengage. Mm-hmm. And Teresa kind of identified, you know, sometimes members need to be re-energized. Exactly. Um and there's this, this sense of retaining members. Mm-hmm. Um and reattracting members. Um and that doesn't just happen by accident. So I guess that's where that strategy and planning falls into place. So, exactly. Yeah, tell me tell me more about how that's going to happen um for LA because one of the advantages of the iRadio is that you know other members can be listening and saying, "Oh, that's a great idea. I need to do that <laughs> in my chapter or my region." So, so spill the beans. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, from a strategy standpoint, one one of the things, several things that we've been working on over the past year in 2011. Um, first one is being focused on a key set of initiatives and doing it well. Really doing it well, not trying to boil the ocean and do a hundred things and do a mediocre. Because given that it's all volunteer, everyone's working, everyone has jobs and everything else, it's really about focusing on the key initiatives and really doing well and executing flawlessly on the programs that we have. And, um, you know, one of our key programs is the high school program. We've entered into some new partnerships uh, with local universities. They're part sponsoring the program. 
Uh, we've increased our marketing efforts uh, for the high school program, reaching out to probably 20-plus high schools in the L.A. area to really um, uh, to really bolster the program and the reputation and really getting the word out about that as well. Um, two, we're also working on really increasing the chapter membership. And kind of the, the term I use is we're really trying to make it personal. Everyone's busy. Everyone's working. We've got families, kids, et cetera. Um, so what is it really going to take to get people involved in the organization to make the time to volunteer the certain number of hours per month to help build the chapter? So one of the things that we've been doing is really um, building our chapter membership one member by member, and really each person on the executive board or those folks that are really involved within the LA chapter, you know, identify four, five, six key individuals that are within your network that have a similar interest, and we really make it a point to invite those folks either to our Saturday high school programs so they can see us in action working with the students actually in the community. Or, or invite them to our monthly workshops and seminars that we do on a monthly basis around various technologies, et cetera. Um, so we really try to take it personal and really kind of leverage folks within our individual networks and start to pull them in kind of one by one, one, one by one by one. And um, kind of the third thing is really making it fun. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of work, and uh, John Melanson and others can attest to and other chapter presidents is that uh, it takes a lot of work to help build a chapter, but we make it fun and rewarding, and uh, it can be a really, really good thing in really building your leadership skills and professional skills that you can actually take to the workplace as well. Hmm. Wow. That, I mean, very concise, um, very practical, and at first I was going to ask you lots of questions when you said a key set of initiatives, mm-hmm. and in listening, you're focusing on the high school computer competition, Right. And you have two ways of kind of making that happen. You've got a partnership with local universities and your marketing. And I thought it was interesting that you said 20 high schools, 20 plus yeah. high schools, um, because I know some chapters, you know, have two or three schools that they work with and they're happy with that. But you're mm-hmm. you're focusing on that, and then uh, that making it personal. I mean, each one reaching one and identifying people within your own network that you share, um, that you have a common interest, and letting them see BDPA in action. Um, Very fascinating. I mean, we we are really in a lot of ways a proof-positive society. You know, it's Mm -hmm. it's prove it to me. Let me see that others do it. Um, You know, let me tell you whether or not I like it. So... Um, what better exactly. way than to say, yeah, uh, let me see it. Okay. Exactly. Um, and, and, yeah. And, 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 and also one of the things that we've also been doing um, is being consistent. And that, when I say being consistent is that we have monthly workshops and seminars around various topics and technologies, whether or not it's 15 people show up, 5 people show up, 25 people show up, we have the workshop every month really to gain that consistency and so as we invite members and new existing members and new potential members they really see a consistency within the organization and um, our motto our philosophy is that the more we do it consistently and we do and we implement the other strategy levers that eventually over time our membership will continue to grow but we need to do what we're doing the same thing consistently over and over and over again um, 
to build a chapter. Well, and that that makes sense to me so that you don't get discouraged when you have a workshop and you've marketed it. You know, we've sent out the constant contact reminders and this and that and the other, and three people show up, and you don't go, oh, well, wait a minute, maybe we're doing something wrong. Right. And that's exactly right, because in, in our philosophy, and one of the things we've talked about during our strategy planning sessions is that, uh, the, especially for those members that maybe were reengaged, pre- they were engaged previously and are no longer, yet they're still on the distribution list, for our mailers and everything, the more folks see that we're continuing to do activities month after month after month, um, we hope that they'll see, that they'll start to realize, wow, the chapter really is doing something and they're really being consistent about it and they're really making a difference. Um, so that's what we've been doing over the past year and it, it really has proved um, beneficial to the chapter as well. Okay, so there are the metrics that, you know, say if you keep doing it, in this case, it's not insanity. It is It is a good thing <laughs> because people say, okay, you're there. So exactly right. do you, in having the workshops, is it the same five people that are always doing it or or are you uh, how are you getting the membership involved since yep. there is consistency? Yep. Well, actually, from from a topics standpoint for the workshops, each month is a different topic. So we may pick... Um, a different technology topic, um, you know, let's say around uh, Google Plus or mobile Internet technologies, maybe one topic. But then another thing that we've also done is that we've had our workshops at different locations. So we have a set kind of base location where we have our workshops that's pretty central to our members. But then as of recent, we've actually had our workshops in different locations. So in the month of October, we had our our seminar at the Microsoft Store that recently opened up in in Los Angeles. So not only was it a different venue, but we were also able to leverage um, the resource of Microsoft to help demonstrate and show their new technologies and everything else. And that kind of gives a different spin to folks that see the mailers and the invites. Wow, something different, different venue, new ideas, new 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 things to talk about per se. Oh, okay. And and then and then from a um, from a kind of membership and getting folks out, I, like I said before, I, I think it's more about uh, member by member by member and really kind of reaching out to folks in your network and trying to invite one to two or three new people to each meeting. Uh, for some meetings, we make it the same folks, but for other meetings, we make it different folks. And a lot of that's based on time, schedule, and everyone's obligations. But it's really that personal touch and inviting different people each time just to come check us out and see us in action. Mm, okay. So uh, sort of a follow-up to that, given that you've got a strategy and you're working your plan, mm-hmm. you're measuring the results. Correct. And I'm, I'm going to borrow that term, you're going to execute flawlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what sort of aha moments have you had in, in terms of that process? You know, that, that's a that, that's a great question. Um, I'm not sure if I've had any aha moments. Um, I think what uh, we've done consistently is really, uh, quote unquote, check ourselves and just check our progress 
because it's very easy to um, get lost in the fray as far as execution and doing events and what we're doing. Uh, but I think that's one thing that John Malonson, the president, has done very well uh, for the group is really keeping everyone focused and really taking it incrementally piece by piece by piece and not to get discouraged and we're just going to do what we can do and do the best we can do at it for for the activities that we have ahead of us. And like um, like I imagine like most chapters, there are always plenty of activities and plenty of opportunities and many things to do, many ideas. And when you're in a strategy planning session, of course, you want to do all of those. And then as you kind of realize going throughout the years that um, the, the manpower may be less than what you think it is and the time commitment is more than you thought to plan key events. So a lot of it is just kind of the, the checks and balances to making sure that what we can do, we can do, and not kind of overextend ourselves where we can't really execute flawlessly on our initiatives. Okay, okay. And that's that's a helpful reminder. I mean, one of the things I hear consistently is that EDPA members and leaders really set high standards. Um, and, you know, there's only 24 hours in the day. So, so balancing that in a way, and again, that executing flawlessly, um, having that focus, and bringing in the fun. Uh, Teresa identified the passion. Um, mm-hmm. Greg identified, you know, the commitment to learning, that self-initiative uh, to learn, to share, um, to, to ask the question, and then to, when you have the knowledge, uh, give it back. So in in all of this, um, I opened with the fact that you're an experienced management consultant, and I see some of the chat responses. Folks are saying, sort of tell us a little bit about your background. Um, Absolutely. What, what is management consulting, and, and uh, yeah, share with us a little bit about your background. Yep, so a little bit of background about me. Um, I am actually, I was an engineering major, mechanical engineering major in college at UCLA. And uh, when I was going throughout my college career, I, you know, my heart, I thought was set on being an engineering, probably engineer, uh, most likely an aerospace engineer, uh, working for a lot of the defense companies, building satellites and designing satellites, et cetera. Um, but I soon realized, probably in my junior year at UCLA, that engineering wasn't the best fit for me from a career standpoint long term. I was very much interested in business, management, and other specialties along that realm. And uh, what I thought was that when I graduated from UCLA that I would um, go into engineering, work for a Chevron or an aerospace company for a couple of years and go back and get my MBA. And upon I was the National Society of Black Engineers president, for the UCLA chapter. So through that, I was able to network with other corporate recruiters and everything else. And the whole consulting thing was approached to me as an alternative option to engineering and the sciences. And uh, I took I took a leap of faith to kind of go down the engineering route. And I worked for Accenture uh, Consulting, one of the big four consulting firms in the world, uh, for 13 years. Uh, most of that in the banking, entertainment, high-tech, and communication industries, really focusing with clients on uh, delivering their large business business and IT transformation programs. 
Um, so really it's kind of a fluke how I kind of got into the consulting realm, but once I got into it, um, just absolutely loved it and have been doing it for the past 15 years. Mm, wow, that's that's a wonderful kind of glimpse into your background, and I really appreciate the way that you connected it, you know, through college and, and the various twists and turns. And, again, consistently the technology leaders within this organization, okay. and as I interviewed CIOs and CTOs, they're really identifying that the relationship skills and the business skills are, you know, hand-in-hand with the technology skills. It's very difficult to just be technically proficient, and that's it. Um, First of all, the technology changes every nanosecond. Um, And secondly, you know, you've got to work with others. That's exactly right. That's like when I was at Accenture, I was a career counselor uh, for several individuals that were more junior than me, and I was I was responsible for their career development um, as they kind of progressed from various as as they progressed upwards through various career levels. And one thing I always told them is, you know, forty nine percent of your job is to do your job well, know the technology well, and be very good at execution and what you do on a day-to-day project. And I said 51% of your job is to build your network with individuals within the company and outside the company and really start to develop those relationships because when you have those two in hand together, success will more likely come sooner than later because it really is about the network and the relationships um, that you build because people do business with friends. And I see a almost straight-line connection then to the member-by-member building. (laughs) (laughs) A direct application of your experience. Wait, where is that line in the bio here? He is now using his business experience to support BDPA Los Angeles chapter as their VP of strategy and planning. So there you have it, folks. Uh, (laughs) That's wonderful. And I like that formula. 49% 49% doing the job and uh, executing and 51% the networking and the relationships. Wow. Um, we need to wrap up because we're approaching the end of our hour. And I was hoping that in the remaining minute you would share a final thought with the audience. Absolutely. Um, BDPA is a great organization. Um, I know I've been involved since 97, uh, most in high school, and then kind of dropped off and kind of reengaged over the past two years. And uh, I think it's something to say an organization that has continued to develop and build its programs um, back since 97. So the fact that a lot of the the key component, the high school program, is still there, um, I think that speaks a lot to the organization and to the commitment that it has to the community and to the youth that are coming up through high school and trying to get them to college. Um, Once again, I think um, everyone can make a contribution to BDPA, whatever, despite their background and skill set. I think it's most important that each one of us figure out what, what skill set you bring to the table, what you're good at, and figure out how to use that to make a difference with the local BDPA chapter that you're involved with. Wow. Well, Kirk, thank you so much for being part of our show this evening. Have a wonderful evening. I know that uh, you're on the West Coast, so you still have uh, some extra hours in your evening 
here on true. the East Coast. <laughs> right. It's approaching uh, 9.30. You're probably getting ready for dinner. So, thank um, you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Well, we're about to wrap up our show. Before I do the final wrap-up, we have one additional advertisement, which I do want folks to hear. Um, BDPA Internet Radio is actively soliciting sponsors for our advertisements, and a small business in the Philadelphia area has stepped up to the plate, Key Country, and we're going to hear a little bit about their organization, and then we'll be back and I'll close out the show. Key Country sells organic loose-leaf teas from around the world that are fair trade certified. We also sell teapots and other tea paraphernalia. At Tea Country, we emphasize good taste, good health, and relaxation. Stop by our tea shop in Philadelphia. We're also available 24 hours a day at teacountry.com. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the real tea experience. Wow. And for those of you that are not in the Philadelphia area, I strongly encourage you to check out www.teacountry.com. Howard James is a longtime BBPA member, um, having served in many leadership roles, and he is just a wonderful businessman. So, uh, again, if you're looking for a holiday present and you don't even have to wait for the holidays, check out www.teacountry.com. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. I'm Fran McNeil, host of BDPAI Radio. Tonight with us were three wonderful guests who shared their information and their expertise. Our first guest was Greg Greenlee, founder of Blackson Technology. Our second guest was Teresa Williams, vice president of BDPA South Region. And our third and final guest was Kurt Williams, Vice President of Planning and Strategy for BDPA Los Angeles. Have a great evening and tune in for our final BDPA iRadio show of 2011 because we do broadcast on the second and fourth Tuesday of the month. So on December 27th at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time, we will be airing BDPA iRadio and we have three wonderful guests waiting to share their information with you. Have a great evening, and join us in two weeks. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology, showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, computer science academics, and people with a passion for educating our young people in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPA iRadio Show is a regular exchange for BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPA iRadio guests link the diverse worlds of business, education, and technology.